0: Mr. Pilgrim, Mr. Pilgrim, dressed in gray. Where will you be on Thanksgiving Day? Run around, around Planet
2: Town. Town. There's nowhere to hide. Do you like your
1: turkey baked or do you like it fried? Welcome to The Syndicate, a film and TV podcast. Be a part of the conversation as industry insiders, genre lovers, and cinephiles dare to peek beyond the curtains of imagination and dive into the art of cinema. Join us as we want you to spend less time scrolling and more time watching. Now here's your host, Armand Haddad.
3: Ladies, thank you so much for coming back onto the show. It's been a very long time. I wanted to get you to during Halloween but our schedules did not align so we got the next best holiday for Thanksgiving so Katie, Brittany thank you so much for coming back to Syndicate thank,
4: thank you, you for having, having us, us. <laughs> oh my god thanks <laughs> thank we're the shining twins
2: <laughs> come
4: play with us, <laughs> come play with us. Uh, How? thank you for having us this is lovely we're excited that it finally worked out and this was definitely an interesting one as uh I infamously have issues with Eli Roth as a director, but not as a person per se, because I do love him in inglorious bastards, and I love his love of horror. It's a love hate thing with me.
2: I was laughing because like so my brother loved Cabin Fever, and I was probably like twelve when Cabin Fever came out, and Jeff yeah, was like, it well, this to see is it a lot. This is a lot to watch, but I remember watching <laughs> Cabin Fever. And now, looking up uh, interviews with Eli Roth, and he's uh, interviewing Men's Health Magazine. I was like, God, Men's the Health Magazine—they have come and they go, and they just keep coming. So,
4: well, and this one has been coming since 2007.
2: Uh 2006, right. yeah, seven. When the Garden House, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's which
4: right. Which I did rewatch the trailer. Uh, which is, st- I honestly love the Thanksgiving trailer because it's like <laughs> there will be no leftovers.
3: Yeah, you're right. So this movie came out of one of the fake trailers in Grindhouse mm-hmm. because like, I'm sure like you too. I watched Grindhouse in theaters all the way back 16 years ago uh, in 2007 and Thanksgiving to this day has been living rent-free in my brain, especially that trampoline uh-huh. scene, which yes. we're going to get into later.
4: Yes, the trampoline scene still makes me cringe, but yeah. my favorite is all of the the voiceover yes white thanksgiving. Meat, dark meat all will be carved you'll come for dinner and you'll leave in a body bag <laughs> yeah. thanksgiving
2: you it's see, so
4: funny it's great they did so there will be no leftovers which was the catchphrase yeah so. the other favorite one was don't which was edgar wright's yes. short film still waiting for that which, yeah it was <laughs> yeah i mean he'll probably do it like let's face it he'll do it if this music Success, Edgar, I'll be like, guess I'll do it. But he's been in Scott Pilgrim land again for a while. Right. So, right. you know, we can forgive him. Yes. Right? I haven't gotten to watch it yet, but I'm,
2: oh. I know you have. Oh, yeah. I'm on episode six of eight right now. So, Ooh. and it's been a pleasant surprise. Have you got to see any of Scott Pilgrim? The anime I series? forgot
3: it was even out.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I think it just came out. Okay. Yeah, I think it like literally Finn Wolfhard plays teenage Scott in like 15 seconds of the episode, and he posted it on his Instagram, and I was like, "What?" So it seemed like I turned on Netflix and started watching. Snuck yeah, it that's so get in
4: there, but yeah, Grindhouse had a lot of very fun fake trailers, and Machete came out and was a real movie. Yep. And this one I feel like there's one other one.
3: Hobo with a shotgun.
4: Hobo yes. with a shotgun, yes. <laughs> but not what was the SS women of the something yeah. of the something?
3: Werewolf women of Werewolf the Werewolf Women SS. of the
4: SS. That one maybe that was kind of Inglorious Bastards. I guess. Yes. I don't know. We did get Hitler shot in the face multiple times, so that was just yes. fun. Yes. Yep. So, Absolutely. And Eli Roth is in Inglorious Bastards. Yes. yes. Bongiorno. Bonjourno. Bongiorno. bon-giorno. bon-giorno.
2: bon-giorno. The bear Jew. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
3: so for, nice. for this movie, I did not rewatch the trailer before going in. Cause I was like, you know Me what? Neither. I want to go after. in blind. And as I was watching, I remembered all the scenes. I was like, oh yeah, there won't be leftovers uh, this year. Mm-hmm. You know, the trampoline scene, the, the mascot getting his head chopped off
4: yes. and yeah. uh, the
3: human turkey. I was like, oh, I remember all these things. I stood up Even and Even everyone I
4: puking I was the same thing. Yes, like, yeah.
3: exactly. But it's, there were some key differences.
4: Right? Uh, yes. I Which missed we'll get into. The car scene.
2: <laughs> what? The Eli Roth car scene? Yes, yes, yes. Eli Roth kills himself in his own trailer. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's great. It's fantastic. I don't know it's if I mentioned this to Davis.
3: you, too. Did you know I was in the same room with Eli Roth?
4: Really? Really?
3: Okay. So, way Did you say back hi to him? 10 years ago, I was at Bruce Campbell's. Horror Film Festival in Chicago, Ooh. and one of the films was *Cannibal Holocaust*, presented no. by Eli Roth because he oh. made his own *Cannibal Holocaust* movie, *The Green he Inferno*.
2: Did. Yes, yep,
3: which apparently wasn't very good.
2: Yeah, apropos
3: to Eli Roth's filmography, but we'll get into <laughs> that.
2: Did you? No, I did think this was cute, as cute as something like this movie can be. So it. It actually, this movie Thanksgiving premiered, it was the first premiere ever at Quentin Tarantino's Vista Theater. So Aww. I thought that was really, really cool. He wow. was like, I love Quentin. This was like a dream. And of course, in the end credits, he thanks both Quentin and Robert Rodriguez. So yeah. I was like, this kind of a full like, circle moment. I really like and that. And he kept
4: the same writer,
2: too. He's his childhood best friend. Oh! It's his childhood that's, best friend. Yes,
3: That's beautiful. That's, that's that's amazing. True. Yes, Eli. I like this
2: movie a little bit more. I I wrote I wrote a little bit about it in my overview, but yeah, it's his, it's his been his best friend since childhood. And I thought I was like, well, gosh darn it, I well, like this movie better now. A lot <laughs> of stuff on his
4: IMDb. It's mostly just the short film and this, and I was like, he has to be like related to Eli Roth or friends with him Cause, like, <laughs> or else they would have been doing stuff for a long time. I think Jeff right. also plays the Carver. In the Thanksgiving trailer. Oh, who doesn't have a mask in the Thanksgiving trailer? Right. They just use his hat, so you can't see his face.
3: So I think we're touching upon the movie. I think when he has set the stage for the rest of this discussion. So Thanksgiving just came out. We saw it in theaters. And now we're here. So, Brittany, I think you're the one with the summary. Do you want to Mm -hmm. give an overview?
2: Yes, and hopefully... So, I kind of wrote it in the spirit of how we do Grindhouse Girls overviews, our intro, so hopefully this works. Um, So, Eli Roth and his best friend Jeff Rendell grew up in Massachusetts, where Thanksgiving was kind of a big deal. Growing up in the 70s and 80s, they would see holiday-themed horror films come and go, Black Christmas, Halloween, April's Full Day, and dream about their horror film dedicated to Thanksgiving. Years later friend Quentin Tarantino would ask Eli if he wanted to create a fake trailer for his and Robert Rodriguez's Grindhouse double feature. That was easy. After all, Eli and Jeff had already planned all the kills. Now, 16 years later, that little trailer is now a feature-length film, now ready for you and Joy with your loved ones this Thanksgiving season.
3: That is amazing. That, that is so beautifully is, like, said.
2: of you. Yes. <laughs> come, come on, come on, and have Thanksgiving with this. So. Do no you leftovers. write all
3: the monologues for each Ground, Grindhouse Girls episode? Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah. yeah. Brit's a Brits Brit's a really good writer. Katie's the better speaker, though, so it's <laughs> like it has to even out somewhere.
3: <laughs> Eli Roth and his best friend who wrote the movie.
2: Yeah. So okay teamwork.
3: This movie was inspired from the fake trailer, and the thing is, and I'm glad you mentioned uh Halloween was one of the inspirations for this film because in the fake trailer I'm watching I'm like this is like 1978's John Carpenter's Halloween the aesthetic mm-hmm. the camera angles the POV shot the knife I was like oh my god this is an homage to like the first popular American slasher film Halloween and that was in my brain burned in my brain Halloween is my favorite ha- Halloween uh, slasher film I went on of your show to talk about Halloween and so that was right. in my head. I didn't see any trailer for the feature length film. And I go into the theaters and I sit down, and there's no grain. There's no cigarette burns. It's set during modern day. And I was like, uh oh, we're in trouble.
4: It also didn't have the little blurry thing in the middle to blur out all the topless people. Yes. Like they do in the PG 13 trailer that they actually showed people. And there's, in the real Grindhouse movie, there isn't, but there's one on YouTube, there's one that has the grainy part. So when, because right. Right, right. in the trampoline scene in the trailer, there's a lot more nudity. And there's just, like, a blurriness out, and I was just like, oh, that was pretty smart. But yeah, no grain, no cigarette burns, now, very clean movie.
2: Did you guys come across this quote? So there was a quote, and Eli Roth said, We said, let's pretend Thanksgiving was a movie from 1980 that was so offensive that every print was destroyed. All the scripts were burned. The director disappeared, the crew members changed their name, and one person saved the trailer and uploaded to the darkest corners of 4chan. And now it's made it out, so it's a 2023 reboot. Chan. 4chan. 4chan. 4 <laughs> But I was like, that makes so much more sense. And I think that whole quote is an allusion to what happened with Cannibal Holocaust, right? Because Cannibal yes. Holocaust, yeah. like the director was like arrested. And <laughs> was, yeah. like... They thought the movie was possibly real and they yeah. thought the actors so, were maybe actually dead. Yes. Spoiler alert, even though we've alluded to it multiple times. So in the trailer, we see a a uh, trampoline scene with a vagina gained stabbed by a knife. And I'm like, I, I don't think that would have passed. Any kind of sensor board, so I know yes. what some of it. Like, I was like, okay, now do we feel maybe the foot was stabbed for QT? It's like, this one's for you, Quentin. We're gonna stab her foot. Possibly, oh my god. Anytime a foot comes out
4: in a horror movie, I'm like, someone really likes this. Is for Tarantino. you, this is for you, Quentin. There was a girl recently uh, popped up on my Instagram, like shorts. And she, like, has very wide feet, and so she was doing, like, a try-on haul, and she just, like, straight straight at the camera was like, if you're a foot fetishist, this video is for you. But it wasn't anything, like, sexual. She was just trying she on shoes. still I was, like, make
3: money from that stuff, yeah. you know what I'm
4: saying? i I have, okay, I have a friend who has a friend who had a pretty well-paying job, but I guess she wanted some extra spending This money. is how urban legends start, sorry. Yeah. A but friend she, of a friend. I've seen a video of what she used to do. But allegedly, she sold her socks to this random guy from the internet, and she would meet him at a gas station with her boyfriend in the car and make hundreds of dollars every week just from selling him her used socks. She also would make videos of her foot pus- pushing on a gas pedal, which apparently is somebody's—which I'm not it's just it's just a very, very specific fetish, I guess— and she made a lot of money from that. And I have seen the video and I laughed hysterically because to me, it was comedic. To someone else, it is probably the dream come true. And it was all consensual. So no judgment. But I just didn't even know that was a thing. And then my my friend, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And she's just like, no, like this is she goes. And I was like, what? And she told me what her job was. And I was like, is "She she's like, she just likes to get extra money. I was like, well, as long as she's being safe, I guess. Good for her. Get that. Get that buck. Get my, that
2: bank. My husband has a friend who has a OnlySpan page where oh. literally all he does is like mist his water. He he, he waters his plants, and someone pays fifty dollars a month to watch him water his plants. That's all he does. Like, but he's not naked or anything. No, he's well, naked. He's true. fully clothed. Like, I mean, you know what? I'm like, hey, it's honest money. I I'm not I judging. Mean, so, but back back, back to back Thanksgiving. to Quentin
3: Tarantino. Yes.
2: yes. <laughs> And feet. <laughs> Quentin's listening. Just like, what
4: the fuck, guys? Like we all know. You've talked about it. It's all fine.
2: No one's judging you, Quentin. But yeah, but I I will say I agree with you. Like I would love to see like a grainy, really, really like honestly, this is a this is a homage to the slasher films. It's a very modern slasher film, but you see yeah. that love letter written to all these old ones. It would have been really cool to actually see the trailer, but. Between the trampoline scene and the guy screwing the Turkey, I guess maybe they're just like you got to have the trampoline scene.
4: Yeah, they still have the trampoline spin She just didn't have her top
2: off. They turned well, on she, the
3: lights. Yeah. Trampoline center frame. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. I remember. It still
2: happened. And Did you start then, sweating? I started sweating a little bit. Honestly. I was like,
3: all <laughs> oh, right, this is like the whole point of the movie right here. <laughs> and then the Shh. you had one job, Eli Roth. One job. The knife. She's doing the splits on the trampoline, and then we didn't even get that. It's like
2: Well, she did do it, but I think they were supposed no to there. be oh, Yeah. Maybe, maybe the more he thought about it, he was like, This was done with seven. Here's, it's okay. Here's the thing.
3: Like well, I, he I was agree. trying to be It was sensitive. like the film censor thing. Like like, listen, Eli, we, we we can't do this. Baking a human into like a turkey, contort into a turkey, basted, that's perfectly fine. But we can't do the trampoline scene. It's like, okay. Am I missing something (laughs)
2: penetration? I'm sorry. You know what? That is true. It's true. That is that is something that really I think me and Katie have had this conversation a hundred times. I get really frustrated with trailers nowadays Mm -hmm. because the scene with Catherine, Catherine's the stepmom, right? Yeah. The scene where it's like she's trying to escape is so damn good. But then you remember the trailer and you're like, she's the one in the oven. Yeah. It, takes, I didn't, it takes so much tension out. I honestly didn't memory. watch the new trailer. Oh, I'm i so saw the you, very yeah, first one good.
4: months ago. And then didn't watch it. And then I didn't I watched the original trailer after I'd seen it. And then I was like, oh, all of this. I was wondering why things looked familiar. I think <laughs> that turkey, that turkey in the parade looks exactly like the one. Oh, of, yeah. They did such a good job. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Like, except the little uh dangly thing off of his beak was a little slightly slightly less constructed you know but you know what? it was legally different yes it it was over 10 years ago go after (laughs) tristar but yeah i know that that's why i kind of just don't watch trailers anymore yeah right you know i mean and the thing about the graininess they could have done something like with it follows where it's a very ambiguous time right and they could have done more of like a throwback, because I loved, like, I mean, the car scene in the trailer with Eli Roth, and he's like, hey, baby, and it's the girl from Cabin Fever. It's like, I'm happy Thanksgiving, baby, and goes down on him, which is probably, which is fucking hilarious because Eli Roth is just I don't know he's funny on screen. I can't see him on
2: screen and be scared. I just laugh at him. He kind um, of looks like a douchebaggy with me. He just does look like really, a douchebag. He's really nice. He's really, not, really, really nice in person. I'm not saying he is a douchebag, but, but he looks like the douche he bag douchebag. He plays douchebag
4: very well, and yeah. that's that's hilarious to me. And so she's and then she like puts her hand up and his head's gone and it's it's and then I real. This is really dirty. But I realized today, rewatching it right before this, that he added a swallowing noise before. And I was like, um, I didn't catch that when I was like 12. Uh, (laughs) I do know y'all, but it's just really funny. And then she makes up with another guy who's played by the guy from Hostel. Yeah. And... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then his head's gone too. And I, I would have liked. There were a lot of beheadings, but I thought the girl every time she makes out with a guy, he gets beheaded. I thought was funny, and I was kind of like, that was. I wish they had kind of kept that instead. Both boyfriends survive. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Disappointing, right? Yeah. Right. Except for the sh- okay. the douchey one who took the video.
2: I don't know if this is way too early to get into this, but uh, it drove my <laughs> husband crazy. I was wondering if your guys' friends, significant others, had this feelings with you. Was I went
3: by person? myself, by the way.
2: Oh, you went by oh. yourself. Okay, so you-, you I, went, I dragged no my one.
3: Boyfriend. No one wanted to see this movie with me.
2: Oh. Well, well, Scott, went, with Scott went
4: huffing and hawing. He was like, it's, it's so late. And I was like, it's going to be
2: fine. I uh somebody but he got an icy, so he was happy within the first ten minutes of the movie. I guess who the killer was. oh, are yeah. you serious? Yes. okay,
3: let's get into it with the trailer, the original trailer watching it uh-huh. back, you know, had that homage to Halloween and like when they were like that scene with Eli Roth and the the convertible mm-hmm. with his girlfriend, I was getting like zodiac killer vibes. I was like, oh my God, they yeah. could have taken this film in such an interesting direction, but what we ended up getting is. The onboarding to this story was like a Black Friday riot gone wrong, and a year later, we have this uh, literally uh, giallo-type slasher, dressing all black, got the shiny knife, axe, whatever, killing people with a mask, and I was like, okay, like, the film was trying to make you believe it was, like, certain people, and I'm, like, looking at his body frame, and he's like... He's not too tall. He's not short. One of the characters was a really short guy. And I'm like, well, it's clearly not that dude. There's no way. And he's like kind of like stocky. So I was like, okay, the killer is like this uh, slender ish, not too tall, probably a guy. And I was like, it's probably the boyfriend character.
4: Broad shoulders.
3: Right. I was like, who else would it be? And they strategically had another character wear a big puffy coat. Throughout the Mm -hmm. entire film where you can't really see his body too much. And he's kind of like older. I was like, he's not doing all this like running around and killing people and chopping people's heads off. And then it was revealed at the end, it was that person. And I was like, oh, you, the rug was pulled out from under me. How did you know it was that character in the beginning?
4: I thought it was either going to be him or Mitch. I thought it had to be the... Personally, I thought it had to be those two people because they were the ones who had the most uh, fervor to do that kind of thing. But then Mitch at the parade broke that for me, so I was kind of leaning that way. But I didn't catch it as fast as you did.
2: So uh, I'm a big dialogue person, which is one of the reasons I love Quentin Tarantino because, I mean, yeah, his visuals are awesome, but he is a dialogue man at heart. And so literally the first thing is like so we see the sheriff and the wife greets him and he bakes her a pie and she's like oh you bake you won't be single very long and i was like there's something going on between them like i told i whispered my husband gina gershon like, yeah Who I was upset she wasn't in more of the movie, quite frankly. But I tell my husband, I was like I was like, Oh, they're going something's going on between them. Are they having an affair? He's like, What? I was like, you know, it's just like that kind of like look like and everything, and she's like, Oh, you won't be single for long. Why is she saying that? That's what we are really thinking. That's like kind of being flirty. But then the the overturn for him to finally shoot the gun in there to end the riot is seeing her dead body. So I was like, Okay, like him seeing her dead body, he's really upset. So I was like, Taylor, I think it's him. But then She's also, she talks about him being, oh, a man that can bake, and then he's literally the one baking the stepmom. Mmm. Mm.
3: Okay. Okay.
2: So, so Emma I'm says, okay. like, at that point... Emma's I will
4: like- have to say, during the reveal, though, when you see his little board, and it has Gina Gershon's character, and then the sonogram, that was like a seven-month-old fetus. That is not a... I just found out I was pregnant, because the woman, she was not showing at all. She looked great, was not showing. Right. I was like, dude, no, no, that is not, no. Either she got it off the internet to get you to leave, or to, I don't know, or, people do that, yeah. or, watch out, go to the doctor's office with them, apparently, if you think someone's faking a, imp- or it's
3: an Eli Anyways, Roth movie.
4: Or is it, well, I was just like, I mean, doesn't Eli Roth have kids at this point? I feel like he has, he probably does. What? So he's like, you gotta oh, see go a couple sonograms,
3: stock images. Okay, that one.
4: Yeah, but you're, if you're done. just finding out, it looks it, it it doesn't look like a human. It looks like a kangaroo circus or something. It yeah. just looks like a bean.
2: It I, is. I agree with you there. I, and I did not see the pregnancy being the thing. So that, no, that was like that I was, was weird.
4: like okay. I've I seen that. See that but... This sounds mean. This is. I'm in my 30s, so I'm not judging. But Gina Gershon and Patrick Dempsey old. are a little too old to just have like a surprise pregnancy, yeah, unless she is just as ripe as a mango, which good for her if she is. But I was like, I don't see people that are like in their fifties. I like how Katie. I like how Katie pulled in on the
2: pregnancy and not the fact that a, uh, a, a a a trash can like literally decap like bisected a person in half. <laughs> <it was> fun. <laughs> it's like yeah, I don't think a trash can would have enough force to just like, <laughs> no, complete, like, like, no. What, what happened? I was like, cool. I was like, wait, I was like, oh, cool. cool. wait, I don't think that could happen like that. But, yeah. um, but no, uh, dumpster uh, but lids are
3: razor sharp.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, love, maybe, I maybe he pre-sharpened them. Shit, at Pier 1, we would have had some dumpster divers get killed if they were that sharp. Because we had dumpster divers all the time. Hell yeah, it's Pier 1. It is. They were just like... Um, fine imported goods. Exactly. They're just like, ooh, let me get some of those pillows uh, that Yori had to rip up. That was devastating. Um, now, the one thing I really thought that was going to happen that I was surprised didn't I think there may I'm so there's two different things I think that we could get a sequel to this movie, right? If if this movie does financially well. So the first thing, so it's when Evan and Gabby are abducted and uh Jessica is attacked by the killer, the Carver. She looks back and she sees the sheriff outside and then she's literally being chased in the halls by the Carver and I was like there has to be two killers because I had my mind made up that it was definitely the sheriff was going to be one of them, but I was like, how, how was is he? Sh- I thought it was the other sh- guy in a jacket. No, the, yeah, the deputy. Oh, oh, was it the deaf-y? It
4: might have been the Duffy. De- Only it was the because deaf-y. since this is in theaters, I didn't get to watch it more than one time. Like we usually, that's the one thing I loved seeing it in theaters, but I also like, I almost like was like, where's my remote at one point? Cause like, is that that guy? And I was like, wait, you're in a theater, Katie, you can't do that. Cause usually <laughs> like I'll rewind and be like, is this, this, is this that? Speaking of but
3: that was- guy. Was that Steve Buscemi's son in the movie? Who?
4: Which one? The
3: the the weird, the really pale, shorter kid that was like, yeah. Oh,
4: the roommate of the boyfriend.
3: Because I was looking at him, I was like, he sounds like Steve Buscemi. He looks like Steve Buscemi. It's like Steve Buscemi just spat him out.
2: James Goldman. I also like that red herring because they they threw a lot of characters at you really really quick, so it, it gave you like a whole like cast of like oh who could it be? Here's the why. Thing.
3: Here's the thing. Okay. I want to get into it because like the killer ended up being the sheriff. Yes. Yeah. And like okay, so like the inciting okay. incident for this entire story was Black Friday riots, and then people got killed, stampeded, and. Sliced up yes. by it was like glass. that South
4: Park episode all over again,
3: <laughs> yes. And as I was watching, I was like, One, does this still happen? I don't think this still happens. Amazon is a big thing now. I don't think like people are like going ape shit over like uh waffle lines. I don't think
4: they're killing people anymore, although that did happen, which is why even more reason to backdate it into like the early 2000s right. or 90s, right.
3: Right. And side tangent, side note, if they if he simply shot it on film, it would have been fine. And like set yep. it in the 90s or early 2000s, it would have worked for me. Also,
4: Tarantino personally. could have probably given him some film because he, you know, always does it on film.
3: I have some extra film. You want some?
4: <laughs> Come here. Just take your socks off for two seconds and I will give you as much film as you want. Sorry, I'm sure there's no bartering in his friendships. I think it's
3: mostly female feet but I digress
4: well I haven't seen E.I. Ross feet they might be very pretty
3: I think he has some bunions
2: uh,
3: when I saw him perfect. he was wearing sneakers but anyways <laughs> Damn. back to Thanksgiving Yes. so like after the riot where you know Tim Dillon's character runs away the security guard all the people stampede mm-hmm. in there and our main group of characters that we're following it's kind of their fault that this yeah. whole thing happened, and as I'm watching, like the first act, the second act, I'm like, I'm not really rooting for these characters. Yeah, There's which is
4: like, a Eli Roth theme for me,
3: right? And it's like, why, why am I here? Why am I watching these people that I don't really care about? If I if, honestly, they kind of deserve what's coming to them, like the uh, little bit, little bit. And I'm watching. I'm like, why am I rooting for these characters? I was thinking, like. I was thinking of better movies as I was in theaters. I was like, okay, Scream. We have like likable characters that are placed in this horrific situation and you want them to escape. You want them to figure out who the Ghostface killer is and like ended up defeating. It's like, okay, who's John Carver? Who's the masked killer in Plymouth? But
4: I don't care. Right. Everyone's an asshole. Which is why I told Britt, I was like, be prepared for a rant because this is my problem with Eli Roth movies. And some horror movies. Do it. Rob Zombie has this problem, too. Not as consistently, but he does. I don't root for... I love Michael Myers, and I love Jason, and I love Freddy, all that. But I don't want them to win. I want to root for the people that they're going after, because they're bad people. They can be funny. They can be fun to watch. And they can be somewhat... Um, sympathetic. But I want to want them to fail because it's more fun to root for someone and it's more shocking when they lose. When you see a character you care about, that frickin' uh, shit what was the dorky friend on in Scream? Uh, oh, when he gets killed in the van and Scream. Oh, oh shit. shit, Stu, or,
2: Stu, yes, yeah, Stu right, Stu. No, Stu. no, Stu, Stu Mocker is one of the killers. Yeah. No, Stu. Yeah, Stu Mocker is Billy, Willard. Billy's uh, best bud. The, but, but, the
3: video rental dude, the guy that yeah, yeah but then the, rules but the, of the horror yeah, film.
4: when he gets killed in the van in Scream Two, I was absolutely just so fucking pissed. I was like, no, he's, he right?
3: And he's he was the heart guy. of the story. Yeah,
4: yeah. Whereas, like, Eli Roth movies, like, Hostel, except for the main character who technically escapes, they're all a bunch of douchebags who probably buy Rehypnol yes. and roofy Girls. Those are the, they're the kind of guys, that if they came up to me in a club, I would pour my drink out and ask for a new one. Like, they are fucking creepy as shit, and, like, I don't care that they're getting killed. Yeah, sure. But I don't want to see people get murdered. Which, by the way, I'm pretty sure the dad in Thanksgiving Hostel. is one of the hostile guys. He is. One of the rich
2: It's rich, ho- rich Hoffman. And he was the one yes. that's torturing the, the Asian tourists. Yes. Because that was a subversion thing for me. Because I was expecting him to be, like, you know, really, really greedy in this movie. And it's like, he was a little greedy, but really he was pushed by his wife. By his so that wife, was yeah. So kind of, like, interesting. He's like that, actually. He's yeah. great. Yeah.
4: But And the other thing with Eli Roth, which I will say this movie, I thought the gore was appropriate and pretty impressive. It was good. I liked the blood. I liked the gore. It was fun. But the thing is, he keeps going on these tangents about how hostile, especially, was an homage. Audition is one of the best films ever, ever made. It is the first time we did it on the podcast, the first time I watched it, I was in awe of it because it starts at a, as a family drama, then a rom-com, and then it turns into like a, a psychological thriller, and then it is the most intense it's and graphic nightmare. torture sequence ever, but all of it feels earned because you have followed this character who isn't perfect, but is sympathetic and he doesn't want to believe that this person is evil. He wants to help her, but he did something wrong because he deceived her, too. And then, so he did deceive her, so you're like, okay, I see where they're both coming from, which is why it's such a tense and great scene. But when you're like, uh, I love Audition, I'm like, but you only paid attention to the part where the villain did evil things and was horrible and it was really gory. You didn't pay attention to the lead-up. And that's where, like, I think he starts every story in the middle and doesn't let us get close to these characters and love them. Because, I'm sorry, I know it's just a slasher, but, like, I want to root for these people. The reason you love Danny in Midsommar is because you see her lose her family in the beginning, and it's terrible. And then
2: you see people burn in
4: the bear suit, and it's kind of funny, but also really sad. It's
2: great. I think the real fatal mistake uh, they made in making us as the audience really like John Carver was having him feed the cat and pet the cat. Yeah, yeah he's not evil. like, oh, the oh,
3: had a big laugh that scene.
2: I also didn't
4: fully believe that he was the guy in the mask. I know he is, but, like, the fact that he was, like, I don't know, I he just didn't killers. seem like a sadistic
2: person. So, I thought... I thought there was a good chance it was going to be two killers. And then I yeah. was like, maybe... I was like, but maybe that's a premise still set up for the second film, is that there, there was another killer. Um, and also, we they said, oh, he was incinerated, no one that could survive that. Right. Okay, uh, yeah, so did sequel. anyone... By Give the way, did anyone else... Other than me, when you're watching that scene and Jessica's sitting there and she's watching the firefighters get, like, come out and you're just like, this is ghost ship, ghost ship, ghost ship. Because you remember at the end of ghost ship where it's like the guys come out and he's alive? And I was like, no, he's one of the firefighters. The sheriff's one of the firefighters. Oh, why? Really? Why have that very specific close up on like one of the firefighters yeah, coming out? Twice. If it wasn't
3: because you don't the know where he is. They're all wearing masks. Oh no, he could also, be in do you know how
4: hot it has to be to incinerate a human body? That's what. If you watched a Making of a Murderer, that's why they were caught. Is because they tried to burn. It's really hard to burn a body. Let me just say it that way. So you shouldn't kill people because it's just too hard to get rid of the evidence.
2: And it's immoral. There's going to be a sequel, and it's going to be called Black Friday. It has to be. That would be funny. It has to be. But we've already gotten a good Black Friday sequence. That was fun.
4: It was also, like, really... It was kind of fun, Gore, though.
3: My only... (laughs) Gripe. So, like, they were all fighting over waffle makers. And one of the people... That you know, got it. I love owns her. a diner-ish breakfast joint, yeah. And she didn't even serve waffles. I was like, "No, come on, that's like Lizzie film one hundred and one setup payoff." Like, oh, here's your breakfast, and it's waffles. Lizzie Belgian is so waffles. selfish
4: that she keeps all the waffles for herself. With her blood money, the blood waffles. I
2: do like the scene where it's like the blood's on her phone, and I guess it's and she a can swipe. Up. Yeah, it, but it's like you would think he'd be like, "Hey, Siri, call the cops." Or, right? You know, like, but it's just like she's so desperate. Also, why did she wipe that off on
4: her body? Like, blood isn't that sticky. Yeah, except it was probably corn syrup for real.
3: Also, so. Katie, I want to unpack what you said about Eli Roth because, okay. like, yeah, we were rooting for the killer and we we do that with Friday the 13th as well with Jason Voorhees because like all of these characters he
4: is sympathetic
3: aside from a couple literally like one or two maybe three uh characters in these Friday the 13th movies we root for Jason we like these uh set pieces where he's like doing these creative kills and killing all yes. the the teenagers we were doing that with uh, Thanksgiving as well because like we had these awesome set pieces you know the trampoline the the human being killed the the parade like all these like exaggerated sequences it's like oh this is kind of like friday the 13th where i'm rooting for the killer versus the the victims but case in point how many movies do we have to watch to realize to openly say eli roth is not that good of a director
4: (laughs) one Sorry.
3: He came out. It's called Cabin
4: Fever. And.
3: He came out out of the gate with Cabin Fever and Hostel. That were pretty good movies. Like, all right. And like the rest of his career, not all that good. Him as an actor, fantastic. But him as a director, I think he's not all that good. Maybe he's a Nepo baby. I don't know.
4: he, he and Rob Zombie (laughs) are in the same category to me where they love horror. And I think they mean well, but just, they don't. They never make me love their films. They should just
3: delegate the work for people that know what they're doing. Like, they, he could be, like, the person, the creative mind. From the mind of Rob Zahn. Well,
4: okay, but here's the thing. From the mind of Eli Roth on uh, Max Now, which I guess they used to be on Discovery, he has multiple haunting shows. And my boyfriend, Scott, and Shuffle I discovered Shuffle. this over Halloween season, and they are... Horrible, but hilariously bad, horrible. And it's... Like Zach Eli Roth... What?
3: He's like Zach Baggins.
4: Yeah! Yeah, and one he does with Zach Baggins, where it's Zach Bagans Haunted Museum. and no. But then they have the stories behind the what? things. But everything is a demon, because it's Zach Baggins. But he has A Ghost Ruined My Life, which is fucking hilarious. And My Possessed Pet, and, like, The League of Exorcists. So... I don't know if he should be producing because they're really bad. Is this like and an just Avengers of priests? <laughs> yeah, they're not all priests. They're all different kinds of spiritual leaders. But they did entertain. So it's my, like Exorcist: um, The New Beginning
3: or whatever season. it's called. We Which need was, all the religions to come together. Exactly, it's
4: just like Exorcist believer, just Zach Baggins. But they're all telling stories about doing exorcisms.
2: spirit. I think you had something to. Add. Oh no, it's okay. I was, I was like, I was. I have something to say and then the more I listen I can just feel my brain slowly go like... The fuck? Just, Her what? brain went blue so the... screen for a second. Yeah, exactly. It's like reboot. It's
4: like you just hear static because you're like, what do you
2: mean? It is really bad. Always, so bad it's good. I always wonder and I it's been literal years since I've seen Hostel and it's been even longer since I've seen Cabin Fever and I'm like
0: are they good? Are, are,
2: are they good? Or oh. are they shocking? Like There's... what? It's
4: they a were shocking at the time. Right. The other thing is, his writing style is like, trying too hard to be cool. You know, it is. Especially it how
3: was, the teenagers talked. I was like, not, like, like, oh. Like, this, oh.
4: I in I walked into the theater, and I saw a bunch of teenagers, like, standing outside, whatever their parents. I don't care. They were fine. But I was like, Eli Roth is too old at this point to be
2: writing for teenagers. Yo,
3: man, that's fire.
2: Oh my God. You know what? I, I actually, I do. I have a 13 year old and a 16 year old nephew, so I'm like, actually, I feel pretty down with the slang, and even the kids, I, I didn't really know what they were saying. It was I giving cringe. I think it's yes. like maybe a Massachusetts thing, because I'm like, what the fuck is a Jimmy? And it's a sprinkle. It's oh, that's no, that a is sprinkle. a Massachusetts thing. Okay, I so did I love like,
4: the Massachusetts accent yeah. from Patrick Dempsey, when he's like, oh, how y'all doing? What's going on? And I was, I was like, like oh, a whole
3: bunch oh. of Mark Wahlbergs uh, running around. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> How's the mother?
4: Thick?
2: <laughs> Maybe, maybe not. Maybe go fuck yourself. I will yeah. say that Julia's father did get like the, one of the biggest laughs in my theater. It's really, it's really interesting what people were laughing at. In Get the in the Mercedes.
3: Panels. We're going to Florida.
2: Florida. <laughs> the face ID was
4: the first laugh in my theater. Everyone was like, Yeah, hey, that's hilarious!" Because we've all had that happen. I put on my glasses and my my. Sometimes my phone's like, "I don't recognize this face," and I
2: was like, "It's the same face." <laughs> Well, I'm a I'm an uncomfortable laugher. Like if I'm uncomfortable, yeah. I laugh. And then I'm also if someone laughs, I'm a contagious laughter. So I hear someone else laugh, and I start laughing. Yeah. People are losing their mind at the human turkey. I swear, people were losing their I was mind. How much do you need honest. for this? What you say? I
3: was trying not to throw up. I was like, really? What the fuck am I
4: watching right now?
3: <laughs> it was so long. I was like, surely she's going to escape. Why are we sitting on this for like ten minutes? And she didn't. <laughs> And yeah. then they served her. Then they're carving her. I was like, "Jesus Christ, this did a uh, did Army Hammer direct this movie? What's happening right oh, now?" <laughs> no. Oh
4: God! Well, it kind of like <laughs> it like couldn't decide with that scene if it wanted it to be funny or sh- or like scary because like in the trailer, like the the vomit that someone vomits is like projectile, funny vomiting, you know. But then in the movie it looks very realistic. Mm-hmm. And I was like so the vibe was just uneven, I think. This
3: the is the I director of was, Hostel by the way. Yeah. So
4: well she's like he's like, "Oh, you should just feel which believe me, I if if Hostel is real, which I know it's like quote unquote based on a real story, but if it really is real, yes, I feel bad for anybody who's in that situation but you should have written some sympathetic fucking characters so i felt that way during the movie right you know but it's like the same thing
2: so you said something i want to i want to touch on a little bit cuz i think i think and this is a little off subject of thanksgiving but i know me and katie've had this conversation before where katie doesn't root for the killers but my brother my brother's a huge Friday the 13th fan. Like, he literally has Jason tattooed on him. And he loves Jason. Cool. And so, there are a lot of horror fans that root for the killers. I just wanted to ask your quick opinion about this. So, watching the newer versions of slasher movies, like the new Halloween which I know I personally did not like. Nope. but Or even, like, I think the 2005 Friday the 13th remake that had Jerry uh, Penalecki in it. They are more brutal. So do mm-hmm. you like it when these killers that we root for are more brutal? Or do you just like the creative kills? Because I actually don't like... Like, for example, I don't like Jason like beating a sleeping bag against a tree. Classic but scene. like having something creative done, like an arrow for the head, I'm like, okay, that's cool. I like creative kills more or than Or the
3: spear through the two teenagers having sex.
4: Kevin, Kevin Bacon. Bacon is- through the I bed. I'm sorry, Kevin yes. Bacon is the... The arrow through the throat. The spear through the oh, other I'll forget. Which is from an Italian giallo called... Um, oh! Ah, it's a like... Uh, bl- uh, Bay of Blood. Oh, Bay of Blood. Okay, nice. yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Did
4: it first. Nice.
2: And it's actually a very funny thing. And anyways... I'll never forget when I was a kid because our uh, our dad let us watch anything. So I, I like literally grew up on slasher movies and horror films. Um, and he was just like he was, you know, he was a stay-at-home dad. So it was like he was like, hey, you know, this isn't real. He wanted he wanted to watch it. and He knew there was no getting us out of the room. This isn't real. But I'll never forget Jason killing. The guy in the wheelchair. Even to me as a kid, that was pretty brutal. in the brutal. face.
3: He goes down the just, stairs.
2: <laughs> you're just like... It's not okay. Dude, that is not cool. I was like, like you
4: could at least let him go. I mean, or give him a head start. Yeah. <laughs> these are I'm cheap
3: saying, movies, cheap yes. thrills, blood and guts for the kiddies. you want to make some money. How do we make money?
4: <laughs> I mean, but I do root for Carrie,
3: well, that's different. Yeah, you do. There's an emotional arc with Carrie's character because like she's and being that's bullied. What I and she's to like, like, "Fuck the all these people!" I burned down the school. Yeah. But with like Jason, I think it's more like it didn't start off that way with the first film because then it was like,
4: "Oh, right, you
3: know, like who's the killer? Someone's killing. Oh, it's the mom." And like, well, we how to continue it. it? Oh, let's bring Jason in, and then it got to the point where Jason takes Manhattan. We're doing all these <laughs> cra- crazy. <laughs> Uh, and Jason, X. Yeah, Jason in space. Yeah,
2: <laughs>
3: God, that was like
2: Freddy versus Jason. Freddy versus Fred- like. I always thought Jason was fun. It so. became
3: comical. It became yeah. like a commentary on itself. Like it became self aware. And like with mm-hmm. the yeah. remakes, it's like, oh, let's push the envelope. And it's also during a time where we had like all of these uh, movies, like Saw.
4: You know, all these like mm-hmm. really
3: gruesome movies, gory to be gory. Jason was never gory to be gory. It was always like no interesting visuals, special effects. It wasn't like, look, at like this horror, hardcore blood and people are, mm-hmm. it's like, Jesus Christ, am I watching a snuff film right now or am I watching a movie? <laughs> it needs to be entertaining, yeah. you know? And like with all these movies, like, am I being entertained or am I like, so- uh, I don't know.
2: Like, do you guys feel that this was clever in any way? How it was trying to talk about consumerism or like social media? Like, because I thought I kind of did, like, I was like, ugh, because the RIP victims with the air horn sound that was, <laughs> that <laughs> was really funny. That, that, is, was, like, that, was, that was like, okay, yeah. I'm around teenage boys, like yeah, that—that that is the kind Chani. of shit, yeah, it's very was, like 4chan. Do you do you think that like he he had anything smart to say about? Do you think he actually touched upon anything in a in a clever way? Yeah.
4: Well, here's a so a couple things I did like. First thing, so the in the beginning, Jessica, Jessica, right? Mm -hmm. The lead, yeah, Yeah, Jessica. Who's played by Nell Verlac Verlake? I don't know how you say her last name. Verlake? I don't know. I don't know what the root is. So so sorry. But Jessica, Jessica has a boyfriend Bobby, and he—well, um, she has three names, and I've seen that kid before. Uh, Bobby, 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 Bobby—the short Jalen Thomas Brooks,
3: short mechanic guy,
4: yeah, a golden arm, with and then he broke really his arm. lovely hair, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's golden arm boy. He is a baseball player, and everyone thinks. Which I mean, I don't. Just do people love baseball players that much? So they know them like that was a, a lot in a of small
3: town. probably I it's like, oh, he's a star player, he's gonna go a small town, big place.
4: Um, like that high school was like nice. I went to tiny private schools, so anything that's like mildly big, I'm like, oh my god, it's the Taj Mahal of <laughs> high schools. But so she's away from Bobby, they seem perfectly happy, and then he breaks his arm during the uh Black Friday fiasco. and he just ghosts her. So she starts dating the nerdy kid, which an annoying slasher would end up being the killer because he, like, or, he, or like, the the person who started things because he wanted to get Jessica. But it turns out he's just kind of a little more socially awkward than her, but he turns out to be a very nice guy, not a creep. And she even, like, her friends are like, I don't know, he's just kind of, like, not the same because he hasn't been in our friend group as long. But, like, Jessica's like, give him a chance because he's nice. And it turns out other than forgetting to tell her that he had met the one of the victims earlier, he, like, honestly wasn't that bad of a guy except him and Bobby keep fighting over Jessica. But, like, in the end of the movie, neither boyfriend is the killer, which is original, frankly, and she doesn't get back with the ex-boyfriend. They just stay friends, because he ghosted her. Right. And, you know, he he betrayed her trust, And but they become friends, and... You know, I was like, was actually a very progressive, nice thing that they did. And the social media and consumerism thing, I did like that eventually Jessica's dad is like, yeah, I guess we should not be open on Black Friday. This is too crazy. The other thing was, with the timing, though, was confusing to me, is that they said, we just started doing Black Friday this year. But what? you hadn't been doing Black Friday? Because at the beginning... Mitch is like, oh, I gotta go in. It used to be closed, and now oh we just no, wait, doing- no, it it's was, it's on Thursday, yeah,
3: Black yeah. Thursday, because yeah. like ten Black years Thursday. ago, oh, that's, that's when why, the trend but- happened, where like oh, stores are opening early and early and early. Then they're open twenty four hours. They don't even close.
4: Yeah. Oh, and Ryan, by the way, is Milo Mannheim. I thought I forgot to say his name, but but I mean, like, I did think there were some good things. I liked that it wasn't the cliche of like oh. Like I'm just going to take you back after you ghosted me for a year. Like and they work together to solve the mystery. Yeah. But and the consumerism thing, yeah, Black Friday is a shit show and I personally do not participate cuz it's too fucking stressful. It's too stressful. <laughs> I don't I don't like fighting with people over goods.
3: Where are you fight? Where are you going?
4: I mean, well like like what is happening there? I just like I like that to like, just hang ins- out. That was insane.
3: that was like
4: That was you know, turned up to 11, but
3: <laughs> like I like just put up my
4: Christmas tree on the Friday after
2: Thanksgiving and chill the fuck out. So, we, we don't shop on Thanksgiving, but we do go Black Friday shopping, but I like going to Target like and Best Real Buy finding DVDs on sale.
3: Yeah, they're big-ass bins.
2: Exactly, and you're just like, oh, this one, the best picture, like two years ago, get it for $8, you know? I used to work for yeah. Target. Me too! Ten years ago.
3: <laughs> and oh. oh my god it was like a madhouse and that's when like they were doing the whole like quote black thursday where it's like the stores open up now, early and early and early or since then they rolled it back now good. now stores are closing because they're not making money you know especially with amazon you don't have to
4: yeah. go to stores well people anymore.
2: need to have a day off they need to exactly. have a holidays i do have to ask cuz i too was a target uh, employee and got to, uh, got to entertain our guest on Thanksgiving. Guest, as you know, the culture, the brand. Uh, did they feed you guys very well? Because that's the one thing I will say on Thanksgiving. They they fed us very, very well. Uh, yeah. They used to gave us free Starbucks. They tried to take care of us. So they were like, yeah, we know it's a shit show and we're asking you to work on Thanksgiving. So we're going to try to take care of you in other ways. Which was the only thing enjoyable. And also the shift went by.
4: My life doctor's life. office was so open quick. New Year's Eve and they would do that. We yeah. didn't get a lunch break that one day, but they fed us for like the entire <laughs> week. I met my safety.
2: husband at Target, so I'm still like a big Target yeah. person. Oh, I love yeah. Target. Yep.
3: Target's the best. Yes. It's so good. <laughs> but going back to your well, original question. Yes. The thing is, art to me is always a conversation. Whether you look at a painting, watch a movie, it's a listening uh, conversation. And the whole conversation with consumerism is that it's been done before. This is this is not a new conversation. Like, oh my God, consumerism is bad. It's like, no, this has been talked about <laughs> ad nauseum and for Eli Roth of all it. people to come out and be like, Thanksgiving and Black Friday. God, you know. You know, there's not a whole lot of uh Thanksgiving slasher films, so I think he's treading yeah. uh, you know, new territory with that good for him, but it's like if anything, I think it's the social media, but even that's been talked about before, where it's like... Yeah, we had uh,
4: Unfriended and... and all kinds of movies. And Unfriended and too.
3: The Dark Web.
4: Oh. Oh, my God.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, I will say, and I don't know if you guys came across this in your research. So, when him and Jeff were talking about this movie when they were kids, the original premise they always wanted to come with was that there was a guy that fell in love with a turkey. And when the turkey was killed for Thanksgiving, he went into the institution and broke out. And I guess maybe what? as like a like kid or a teenager, you're I like, would, this is fucking great. Fun. Let's talk about this guy falling in love with a turkey and killing people over it. Whoa. But then maybe as like a man in his like late 40s, early 50s, he was like, you know, maybe I should try to say something different. But it all really boiled down to that he really just wanted to make a movie with his best friend from childhood. Which is sweet.
4: And I will say there's already a Killer Turkey movie out there called Thanks (laughs) Killing. It's not good. I saw it in college. When when Netflix literally had every movie on Netflix because it was the only streaming service. Good old days. It was on there. Even
3: the monster was on there.
4: Yeah, it was it was wait wait, wait, what might cut out. What?
3: The monster.
4: Oh, oh, I didn't see the monster. It's a monster made
3: that. out of turds. I
4: I assumed, but yes,
3: <laughs> that should be on your oh, your schedule. I need to
4: watch that one, but um, oh, next time gosh. it's, it's it, there's literally a turkey puppet that like stuffs a lady and then kills her. You know, I think I forgive the euphemism. That.
3: Here's the thing.
4: Yeah, it's, why it's go terrible, for the high it's road funny.
3: when you could go for the low road? Because Grindhouse yeah. was like a movie, that, uh, exploit, exploitative movie. Like it's not yeah. supposed to be taken seriously, even though they're like pretty good movies. I like Planet Terror. I like you know Death Proof. Yeah, and, like, all the fake trailers. I was like, Death this is great. I this love. is amazing. This is awesome. And like when Thanksgiving was even said, like we're making a full length movie. It's like awesome. They're gonna do like this campy route. They're gonna like mm-hmm. I expected like Silent Night, Deadly Night two.
2: Oh. That type of Garbage rampage. Day.
3: Garbage Day. Like, I wanted that type of moment in Thanksgiving. Yeah. Like, oh my God, it would have been amazing. It would have been amazing. But that's
4: the point of the trailer is that it's hilarious. Like, I'm so like, like all will be carved. It's fucking hilarious. It's like that's very funny. It's very funny. Like, just do it that way. I just, I don't know if he doesn't know how to do camp anymore, or if he thinks he's too serious to do camp. Because I'm like, no, you should now. do camp.
2: Well, he's so serious. Such a serious director. He's like his next little interview. He's wearing like a scarf and a cardigan. He's just. Oh, or the tiny
4: shorts like Nicholas Winding Refn when oh, he interviewed Park yeah. like Chan. his really Luke. muscular
2: legs. Yeah. He wore those shorts for Park Chan Wook. You know, he did. Yeah, he did. <laughs> it's okay. We love a man with style. Cool. <laughs> style.
3: All right. So, ladies, we reached the end of the show. But before we end, I have some off the fence questions to ask you guys. So my first, since we've been talking at length about it, about you know the transition from a fake trailer to a full-length film, let's get definitively off the fence now. So Katie, I'm going to start with you. Do you think Thanksgiving, the feature-length film, worked?
4: As a film? In the technical sense, I guess it did. However, I prefer the trailer still. I watched the trailer, I laugh. I enjoy myself. I say I want to see this movie, but they didn't really make that movie. So it's it's a bit disappointing right. for me, personally. You're
3: saying it was a film of all time.
4: Yes, exactly. It was a film of all time. It happened.
2: I, I think it was like a fun little slasher movie. I, You know, it's a good turn-your-brain-off film. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I, mean all the way I, I, I wasn't expecting, like, Oscar-winner Thanksgiving I'm no. walking into the theater. So, I mean... I had a good time. Now, I think if we're going to compare it to the original trailer, let's just say this. So, walking in, we have our expectations for Eli Roth. And it's like, I think we're already going to be a little hard on the guy because of his previous movie. <laughs> so, it's like, we don't want it to be as violent as Hostel. But listen, why wasn't it this violent? You know? So, I think it's like, going to be a very, very fine line. Yes. Um I I don't think it was a perfect movie, but did I have fun? Did I see it with a good... I think I saw it with a good audience, and that made me have even more fun. That could have fixed it. Uh, Yeah, so...
3: I don't think it worked. (laughs) Like, even, like, I went in with no expectations. So, like, my expectations were were as low as dinosaur bones. And I was (laughs) like... Because, like, the bookends of this film, the title sequence and the end credits sequence... We're straight up Grindhouse, which is what inspired this movie to even exist. Like, it, yeah. like you had the aesthetic there. And I think, uh, try picture films where like, you know, to fund this movie, it has to make money and what's going to work a standard horror movie crisp. It looks of the time of today. And I just and think there's and talk stars. Yeah. Yeah. Addison Ray. I think there is something lost in translation when it comes to, like, the original concept of Thanksgiving in the greenhouse film and what we got. I think there's just something lost with, like, making it clean and modern-looking, set during modern day. I was like, oh, there's just something. Something is lost.
4: Missing. Yeah.
3: I think it was like, I mean, it would have increased the budget of the film, but if, like, they shot on actual
0: film.
1: Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
3: Changing the aesthetic, yeah. that would have made a major difference, in my opinion.
4: I mean, Eli Roth has enough money to film something in film. He does. He's had enough But does hits. he want to
3: put that much money into this film?
4: He should if he wants a good film.
2: Mm. I mean, you get out what you put into something in most cases. I will say, if you're going to take a risk on anything this year, I would take a a risk on horror film. Because horror, again and again, does good at the movie theaters. I
4: feel like he didn't risk that much. And that's, I think, the problem. Is the fake trailer is pushing the envelope in a good way. It's creative.
3: It's It's interesting.
2: It's the most creative thing I think he's ever done. I agree with you guys, but the only thing is, is that would it pass the board? No. It yes, is. at this point?
3: I think, yeah, with, I think it would have. I think with like maybe Netflix or mm. any of these streaming services where it's like dumped on there, 100% they'd be like, yeah, you have creative freedom, do what you want to do, but since he went with a major studio they're like, "Uh, no, we have to have it Be a certain way in order to make money, because if you remember Grindhouse 2007 didn't perform that well in the box office, even though it was a passion project for Rodriguez and Quentin Tarantino. Even though we like the aesthetic, we are the niche, and it didn't work for the mainstream. So Eli was like, let me take that into note and do what works for the mainstream.
2: I think this is a bigger conversation, too, in that what do you give up to make sure your movie gets a wide release? Because maybe he could have been, like, held nothing back, done everything in the trailer, elaborate, had the guy screwed the turkey at the end, had the trampoline scene... But would it have just been dumped on a streaming service? And if so, would it have found the? It may have been a cult classic, but would it have made money? Would it have necessarily found the right audience with people have wrote it? But all this to, is a man of, who is dumping
4: thing. haunted TV shows on
2: <laughs> Mac. So I mean, like to but, me, I'm like,
4: so this is your this is this is your your integrity is like, oh, but I can't just dump a movie onto straight to video. And I I think maybe, and I'm not trying to. I don't think Eli Roth is that old, but I do think he's still in that that vein of filmmakers who don't feel like their film is really a film unless it's in theaters. I think Quentin Tarantino is like that. And I, you know, Martin Scorsese has done a couple things to stream, but he doesn't really, he's kind of adopting it, but he was very anti. David Lynch will never put a movie direct to streaming. We all know that. He'll, he'll say, why are you looking at it on an iPhone? He hates it. Head like, 2
3: on Tubi. <laughs> Go watch <laughs>
4: it. <laughs> I love that, man. But, I mean, I it is kind of a thing that you have to adopt. And I think some people are slower to adopt it because they prefer the way they started. And change is hard. So, I I I get it. but I, But that was, like, the fun part of the trailer was how goofy all the kills were. Like, the car one, and then the girl makes out with... Like, she's she's dating this other guy, and then the guy, another guy, whose name is Bobby, is there. Like, she's literally, like, flitting from person to person in the same night, but they both get beheaded. The whole thing is just nonsensical and funny. It's funny. We Anyways, are
3: a rare but- breed. You know that. Like, we find enjoyment in this stuff because we like the format, we like film, we like movies, we like horror movies... But a general audience, I, I'm i afraid to say, is going to go into this and be like, what the fuck am I watching right now? This is stupid. I don't get it. Why is it? Did they what not the, have money? Why is it, is is it so brainy? What? Why is it funny? I don't understand. Let me get my He's large popcorn. I don't want to dunk oh. on people, but like, I think no. most people will be like, what the fuck is this shit?
2: I would say the nice compromise would have been to do a limited release and then put it on streaming service. Yeah,
4: or do a version where it's treated like an older film. He did release it on 35mm, I think, at the premiere, which I was like, so what what? happened? I saw it on the background of all the pictures on their IMDb, so I didn't get to look further into it. But on their IMDb, there were these pictures, and it said in 35mm, and I was like, what? Because certainly that didn't. Oh, it I wasn't filmed
3: it in now. 35 millimeter.
4: That's why I was so confused. See, Eli Roth's
2: Thanksgiving
4: 35 millimeter.
2: Now the Vista Theater, I think they do specialize in film because that's Tarantino's theater, right? Like, and that is like a film specialty theater. Which, so I'm. That's the other thing is I'm like, so did you film it? There's
4: no in way in 35 millimeter and digital, or did you fake it?
3: I think he faked and,
4: it. And or did like, they just put that on the sign? Because it was fun to do. I don't know. You know what I mean? There
3: were a numerous amount of dark sequences. And with film, you need a fuck ton of lighting to even make it look dark. And it definitely looked digital. Like, you could do yeah, a lot
2: made, with, like, very oh, digital there camera. Clean. Yeah. There were some scenes that were so dark that, like, it looked like pure blackness in the theater. I think it's when she was running in the forest that, like, I was like, did we just lose the picture? Because it's yeah. like, mm-hmm. I couldn't even see anything. I could see have, it like, in
4: my theater. You could see it in your
2: theater. Maybe, maybe it, was it was a projector
3: theater. issue. I <laughs> issue.
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, is this the same cinematographer as the Battle of Winterfell? Nah. <laughs> 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 we want no, but it moonless, moonless night, is... no
3: lights, <laughs> in the pitch black. How come I can't see anything? Natural
4: light only. It is oh, so a no light. It's movie. <laughs> <Yeah. Stupid. laughs> Just scream as I
2: hold my seat. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I have one more question for you. Well, two more. Okay. Do you think this film is going to spawn more Thanksgiving movies? Because there's not a whole lot. There's planes, trains, and automobiles, Thanksgiving.
4: Thanksgiving. killing. There's a terrible movie. Oh, I don't know. I'm on the fence about it called Home for the Holidays with Robert Downey Jr. In the throes of his addiction, and you can tell. And but Holly isn't Hunter. That a
3: Christmas movie?
4: No, it's on Thanksgiving. I thought it was a. I thought it was a Christmas movie. The the dude wears it on a one Santa Christmas. suit, right? No, it's like a weird Jodie Foster directed it, and she almost fired Robert Downey Jr. because he was using on set, and it was. Oh. So if you want to see Robert Downey Jr. before Iron Man and why he was a liability on set, holy shit! Watch that movie because you can tell. But yeah, there's not a lot of Thanksgiving movies. There's not a lot of Thanksgiving horror movies. Right. So I feel like they've left it open-ended. We didn't find a body. There could be two killers. I wouldn't mind having another Thanksgiving horror movie, but make it campier if you're going to do it again. Because I don't want to see... I I just, I just get bored seeing just plain old slashers. I want something new. I want something different. I want something that I don't feel like... I could have been at home and spent more, better time by just watching Midsummer a third
2: time. I think, I think a lot of, I think a lot of this, having a sequel will depend on the box office numbers. So, Mm -hmm. if it breaks even, that would be interesting, but I think it's going to have to do more than just break even. Now, what I will say, I think would be cool... Is if they did do a sequel and if this was, let's say hypothetically, this was the handshake between Eli Roth and the studio to make a movie that Eli was like, okay, I'm okay with putting my name on this movie, but I'm gonna make you guys happy. But then the sequel was a no hold bar, just fucking crazy movie. I would love that. Wouldn't that be great if the movie you guys wanted to see, this movie be, was actually the sequel? That That would be great.
4: I'd be very happy with that. I want the car scene. That would be Eli Of
3: course correct. Be like, all right, <laughs> let me give you what you really want now. Yeah. Final question: Would you recommend this film to a friend?
4: So I kind of did our Grindhouse Goals rating. I wrote it down and I gave it a five out of ten, which is <laughs> not great, but it's just it is just a perfectly okay slasher that follows the formula on Thanksgiving. So, if you just really want to see a Thanksgiving horror movie, sure, go see it. But, with how much it costs to go to the movies, personally, I was a little annoyed that, like, I was like, I I probably would have liked it better if it went straight to streaming. Like this movie. I probably would have a better idea about it. Also, I saw it in empty theater, So, only if you really want a Thanksgiving horror movie. I think you could do worse. There are definitely worse movies out there. But this was a film of all time. So I would say only if you just really want a Thanksgiving horror movie would I go see this. Or if you just really like interesting gore. Because the interesting gore was kind of fun. There's a lot of beheadings. So if that's your thing, yeah, you got this movie.
2: I actually kind of like the practical effects they did in the movie, too. Yeah, so yeah. like I thought that was pretty. That was yeah. a positive. I gave it a 6.5. Like, you know, it's not... It's not a life-changing movie, but I do have to admit, being a big... So I like Thanksgiving, and I always, as most mm-hmm. people, October, November, December, this is my favorite time of the year. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's kind of nice that we have our Halloween movies, and it's nice to have a kind of goofy, fun, slasher Thanksgiving before we go into mostly warm-hearted Christmas films. Now, we do have a few, like, you know, horror Christmas films, like Black Christmas and Which, stuff. Which, by
4: the way, The Girl in the Plastic, oh Claire... Uh, Yes. It's the grandma on the first scene of this movie at the at the Thanksgiving dinner that Patrick Dempsey that's goes to. Cool. I love that the grandparents. Yeah. yeah, that is cool. That's a cool. I one. was I like, that. why does this lady's face look familiar? And then I clicked on her, and well, the picture is you know the girl with the plastic on her face.
2: And I was like, oh, it's clear. I will Pork say, fire. I think this movie is better with a group of people.
4: Yeah, probably. Yeah,
2: I'll I'll make my
4: parents go see it. Yeah, <laughs> no. This is not a horror movie they would like if they like horror movies. I wouldn't
3: recommend this to anybody, to be honest. Oh. <laughs> if I were to give it a number, it's a solid four out of 10.
4: Oh, even lower than me. I thought I was being harsh.
3: I felt you know? this was a giant bait and switch. Because mm. I was baited I, I... with the original trailer from Grindhouse. And then I go and it's like, what? What are you expected? Is that what you're going to get? Where'd it go? It's like, huh?
2: It was, yeah, it was. You still gave it a higher rating than we did Black Christmas 2019. So. Oh, Black
4: Christmas 2019 is the bottom of the picture Yeah, I think
2: we gave it a 2 out of
4: 10. So. Is yeah. that a
3: remake of the original Black Christmas?
4: It's the second remake. And spoilers, the villain is physicalized toxic, toxic masculinity. masculinity.
2: And they bleed it. Which they to- bleed black yeah. because it's a toxic masculinity. It's terrible.
4: Also, this girl changes her menstrual pad in front of her sorority sisters. And it's real. Shh. No one does that. I'm like, have you? and a woman wrote it. I was like, what and directed it, I think.
2: And we're just like, it's we're terrible. watching. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. I know some things have to be hit over the audience's head, but I'm like, I don't no. think we needed that hit that hard. Just go right. watch the Suspiria anyway, remake to anyway, be like feminist. If you ever decided what? to watch Black Christmas 2019, give us art, give us your sure. <laughs> it's, it's terrible. terrible. <laughs> it's terrible.
3: Wow. That's disappointing. Yeah.
2: yeah. Well, it really is.
3: Well, I look forward to the Thanksgiving remake in uh, 50 years or whatever.
2: Oh, <laughs> God. Maybe- oh, shit, guys, I'm so sorry. So I just realized he made, he remade Cabin Fever. So he
4: he did remake Cabin Fever recently. He's
3: probably going to remake Black Christmas. Oh, no,
4: they just have- the said. But not the first Eli Roth doing
3: Black Christmas, though.
4: Eli Roth, Black Christmas. Come for the holidays. That's that's just disappointing. Stay for the death. I don't know. That's
3: disappointing. Yikes.
4: We're going to trim your tree. Stay on the naughty list forever. Body parts. Oh my God.
3: Well, on that note, (laughs) thank you so much for coming on. It's always a blast. Uh, Thank you. I wish the movie was better. And maybe we'll watch Silent Night Deadly Night 2.
2: Yeah, that's that's actually our
3: local
4: art house is playing that this Christmas season. So yeah, so we might actually get to go see it. It depends on our schedules, but we might get to go see it in theaters. So anytime we get to talk about Garbage Day, our friend Dalton also wants to talk about. It, so maybe we Dalton,
3: do a... I remember that guy.
4: Yeah, you you met Dalton. The, Dalton, uh, the
3: Evil Dead podcast we all did.
4: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Dalton came down to see Old Boy in theaters with us, oh, yes. and Dalton and their partner
2: Sarah was or their their, their wife. wife.
4: Yeah, uh, <laughs> they were like, oh yeah, like. Silent Night, Deadly Night 2, we should make it, oh, w- watch it.
2: We gotta plug it for Jake. Uh, Jake, our friend who also we did Evil Dead podcast with yes. all together, uh, he's releasing a clay zombie Christmas, so we will yeah. be doing clay zombie Christmas nice. in a few yeah, weeks, So but go watch it, support Jake, he's awesome. awesome. Yeah, I'm excited to see it. I know, I am too. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Good job, Jake. And speaking of, where can people hear more of you? Do you have like a podcast or something?
4: We we might have a podcast. It might be called the Grindhouse Girls Podcast, which were the Grindhouse gals <laughs> and pals and everybody, and um, friends and fam. Fa- friends and fam, and our Instagram is Grindhouse Girls Pod. And yeah, follow us and listen, and we often collaborate. So, with Syndicate, because oh. it's also a great podcast. So, oh, it's fun to have our podcasting you. friends. Your links nice will be in the show
3: week. notes below.
4: Yes. Go click And please, it. if you're listening Subscribe. to us, go go listen to more Syndicate episodes, too. Yeah. You just did one of my favorite Christmas movies. I haven't gotten to listen to it yet. The, the Christmas Muppet Christmas Carol. Oh. Well, you shared so the scene good. that always makes me cry was the one where the girlfriend breaks up with him, oh, and yeah. they sing this really beautiful, pretty song. And I'm a musical theater kid, so like I was all into anything that had singing in it. And
2: I was just like... I don't understand why they can't work it out. I also (laughs) love that Syndicate does a variety of movies because recently I was. So even recently, I guess it's been a couple months. You did Cloud Atlas, and I was like, I love Cloud Atlas. I think you did too, and that was a really nice opinion to hear because not many people love that. Oh, I love that movie. So good. I love
4: it. (laughs) I started it and I never finished it. I'm so sorry.
3: It's a hidden gem, Cloud Atlas. (laughs)
4: That's
3: it. Oh, it's so good. But ladies, thank you so much for coming on. Until thank next you. time, thank you. stop that scroll. Spend more time watching. Bye.
1: That's it for this time on The Syndicate. We hope you enjoyed yourself. Keep the conversation going by adding us on Instagram and letterboxd at Syndicate. Or join the Discord server where you can catch our Mond along other podcasters and listeners at syndicate.com slash discord. And until next time, stop that scroll and spend more time watching.
0: Goodbye.